Oh, yeah. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Thursday Night Roski, the second longest running episodic program here on YouTube. New, 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 we got a new order. CEO of YouTube. New, 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 new world order. We'll see what happens there. We'll see if they can bump, bump up my uh, subscribers up. At least 100 subscribers. All right. Anyway. New, 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 new world order. Anyway, we got a great show today, man. We're going to read an article. It's not going to be a long show. It's not going to be a long show, I promise. Yes, I promise. This is an article. <laughs> We're going to explore this article that was written by the new, 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 new world order. All right. It wasn't written by them. Uh, the article was written by, oh, Insider. Uh, not Business Insider, not to be confused with Business Insider, but I'm sure it has to do with business. And the article reads, and we're going to read this later on into the show, and it's not going to be that much later. I'm going to pop it up on the screen. And, of course, uh, let me play the music that should have associated with this article. Why are college-educated black women meeting their match? All right, I have a lot of things to even say about this and look at this proud sister. And yes, we're going to talk about the sisters because the article talks about the sister. Sister, you've been on, on my mind. Sister. This article right here by Brianna Holt. Brianna Holt, we're going to look at your article here. Why aren't college educated? Black women meeting their match. Their match. <laughs> this should be an interesting one, man. We're going to explore that article. Thanks for sharing that on locals.com. By the way, Coach Greg Adams.locals.com is where you get the members live stream. And yes, we restarted them. You can't go back a year, members. Okay. Get in there. Get in where you fit in. We got two great live streams over the past great week, crashed past couple of weeks, and we'll have more and more. We're continuing to add on. Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams to get the money mindset. And then also go to uh, all of the YouTube channels that we have here just because so we're trying to stay alive. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat in the free agent lifestyle channel. And you ain't here with the Bruce Wayne decision. The King of Kings, the King of Content, and the Speaker of Truth. Yours truly, Mr. Notorious One, a.k.a. the Coach Alini, better known as a prognosticator, Coach Adamus. He got Allah and our boy, Michelle. Coach Iavelli in the building. And we have PayPal capability, not PayPal. We have super chat capabilities on the notorious cga channel new, 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 new world order. and appreciate y'all with the earlier contributions anyway woo wee the educated black woman we're gonna go in there i don't know if y'all remember yo-yo yo-yo <laughs> had this thing yo-yo was a rapper you can't play with my yo-yo don't try to play me out don't try to play me out remember that she had this this thing called the ibwc and I want to remember what this was because I remember this was like one of the early stages of when I knew some shit was off. You know what I mean? Shout out to this. It was like the Intelligent Black Woman Coalition. Hold on for a second. IBWC, yo-yo. And she was like, I got the Intelligent Black Sister, the IBWC anthem. She had a national anthem, and it was the um, 
what did IBWC stand for? Intelligent Black Women's Coalition. <laughs> the Intelligent Black Woman Coalition. I think stuff like that is funny, but you know, I mean, we had our stuff too. The Never Ignorant Getting Goals Accomplished. All right, you know what I mean? Everybody had a little acronym, you know what I mean? Everybody had, even the Queen Latifah had her thing. You know, everybody had a little acronym. But, um, you know, when we start his, hearing these crazy things, man, come on. It's kind of crazy. All right, anyway, XL Pro Services, thank you for your earlier contribution to today's show. We got uh, Venmo. Well, yes, I want to stay logged in, Venmo. What do we got going over there on Venmo? No, no, nothing. No traffic. No traffic. Let me see. Uh, PayPal. That was Venmo. I'm getting them confused. I'm getting them confused. And uh, yeah, so we're going to get into the show. This is going to be a great show. Let's talk about the first item up for bid, the first article. We're going to speed through the first four. We should be able to get through the first four pretty relatively easy. Do me a favor. Hit the like button before we get into it. And uh, let's go ahead and show you real quick. Oh, that's not the first one. This is going to be the first one. CGA told y'all, didn't I? Didn't I tell y'all? Y'all would be the first one on the Titanics, wouldn't y'all? Okay. Oh, they have a boat. It's unsinkable. And y'all ass going to get on it. First maiden voyage. And then it was. Oh, the humanity. Yeah. Tesla recalling 362,758 vehicles. And they says the full self-driving beta software may cause crashes. Oh, the humanity. Woo. Here we go. Here we go, y'all ninjas. Y'all ninjas don't learn. Y'all ninjas would run right up in there. Oh, I'll do it. Self-driving right on the highway. You know, see stuff like this. <laughs> Listen, and this is not unlike many car, many car manufacturers. They have to have they have to have recalls from time to time. I don't know if it's as deadly as causing crashes while you're sleeping behind the wheel. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like a seatbelt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something like that. You know, a piston doesn't fire. You know, you have a Ford Exploder and it's, you know what I mean? Transmission be slipping. But this is what I'm talking about. Y'all normie ass oxygen thieves really thought. You ninjas really thought. <laughs> hey, man, shout out to everybody that has a, you ninjas really thought you was just going to get behind the wheel and, oh, it's going to be like the Jetsons. I could just go to sleep. You'd be like, oh, <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. oh, it's going to take me to work. Park the car. It's going to get its own gas. It's going to plug itself in. Bruh. It's kind of crazy, man. So um, you guys got to make sure. You guys got the, the self-driving thing, man. I, I, I ain't with it yet. I got to have a couple of years to see what the normies do. Yeah, y'all got a whole 5,000-pound vehicle just traveling 70 miles an hour down the road, careening off walls. You know what I mean? Like, bruh. <laughs> but, like, I ain't trying to take no nap. I ain't trying to do it, man. Y'all can do it. And that's why I'm going to wait until y'all. Yeah, I'm going to wait till y'all do it. Because I'm my ass ain't trying to wake up in the upper room. Well, Jesus. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, check your Tesla plaid. We got a couple of brothers with Tesla plaids in here. You know. You know, get your old school vehicle. You know what I mean? One of them gas vehicles. Y'all running around here. Crazy. <laughs> you talking about it'll drive by myself. You wake up, 
you wake up, you driving down the road, you know what I mean? Your car just stopped right in the middle of traffic. You'd be like. Yeah, man, I ain't trying to take that gamble just yet. I'm not trying to do it just yet. All right. Anyway, man, look, I always, you know me, I'm going to find, I'm going to find an article. <laughs> you know me, I'm going to get on y'all EV dudes, man. Shout out to the EV brothers here. Slumped. You just slump. You, you driving, you like, perhaps I'll take a nap. Forget it. I just went to Starbucks, but the caffeine haven't kicked in yet. You driving, you like, let me tuck myself in. <sighs> Couple seconds later. <laughs> and it's all of a sudden. You done tucked yourself in for the ride to the upper room. When Jesus. <laughs> all right. Anyway, you in the upper room already. You know what I mean? Like. All right, let me stop. Let me stop. Let me let me just let me stop messing around. Shout out to everybody, the Tesla drivers. Good luck with you guys. Let's get into the next one. All right, let's get into the next one here. <laughs> Y'all be mad. What do we got? We got consumer debt continues to rise. Here we go again. You know what I mean? Now these brothers are going to be bad at me when I tell you your economy is jacked up. All right. <laughs> your economy is jacked up. Where are the people that's going to say it ain't Biden's fault? I get it. He doesn't have control of the economy. But unfortunately, it's going to ride his ass for a long time. This economy has been devastated. And unfortunately, it's been under his watch. I mean, Lord have mercy. Who could have saw that coming? Nope. I couldn't have saw it coming. All right. For you people, you millennials, you Gen Zs, you guys are fucked. Gen Z, you guys are. Woo! And you Gen Z people, man, I'm telling you, you girls, get your toes out, man. Get your toes out. <laughs> get your toes out. Y'all going to have to sell some peace leave. Y'all going to be slaying it for the rest of y'all lives. And by the way, man, uh, who, who sold y'all out? The baby boomers? Baby boomers sold y'all out. We got another indicator here of some doom and gloom. I want you guys to get on your grind. Since consumer debt continues to rise up to $394 billion or 2.4%. In quarter number four in 2022, and they actually have been warning you that Gen Z and millennials don't give a f. They 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 don't know about inflation. They had, they know nothing about it. They're like, what? Still going to get me a Birkin bag? Mm. <laughs> Birkin bag? I need Birkin bag. Girls is like, what? Sephora is not out of business. Well, credit card swipe swipe. It says right here, this is the largest nominal quarterly increase in two. Decades, if you are unaware, 20 years, pushing the grand total to nearly 17 trillion. Credit card debt increased by 61 billion to 986 billion. And y'all talking about student loan debt? That's student loan debt right there. Oh, my God. Man, y'all talking about oh, the humanity. Ooh, Gen Z is screwed. <laughs> y'all better separate yourselves with the pack. Gen Z going to sell us out. Just so y'all know. Gen Z's are the next boomers. They're going to sell us out. They're going straight to the CBDC. They're not going. They're like, we'll take the chip, put the chip in our arm. We're going to the camp, gas showers, CBDC, whatever. We don't care. We ain't paying it back. 
just like the Generation Xers that went to college. I ain't paying the student loan back. You ever see a black woman? Black women be like, you can do whatever you want. She got a sucker in her house. She's sucking on a lollipop. You can do whatever you want with that student loan debt. You ain't getting nan Benny. You ain't getting nan penny of that debt. That's the same thing as Gen Z. Gen Z like, whatever, man, wipe it all off. I don't care. Give me the chip right here in my arm. Right here. <laughs> right here. Give me the chip. They don't care. <laughs> right in the forehead. They like put the barcode right here. Is this what going to get rid of the debt? Barcode. Here we go. They don't give a damn. <laughs> it's going to be messed up. So uh, anyway, generation, uh, you know, all the generations are screwed. Millennials trying to hide in the corner. This is stressing me out. It's giving me anxiety. Oh, by the way, did you see John Fetterman, politician from uh, Pennsylvania? He done went to the hospital and guess what he checked in for? Hold on for a second. Let me see here. Um, You guys are going to find out real quick. TGA has been on it. I'm Coach Stradamus. Coach Stradamus, dude, you cannot beat me. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> I'm telling you right new, now. New, 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 new world this order. depression thing is the shit. This shit is the thing. Everybody going to have it at this point. Nobody wants to do no work. Nobody wants to do a job. You see this shit? Fetterman, after sliding by the election, he this I don't know who elected this guy, but that's neither here nor there. Fetterman checks himself into the hospital to what? To receive treatment for clinical depression. Here we go, man. I have my talking points and I don't want to hear shit about you. Well, coach, actually, because I can sit here and just say no cohabitation, no long term relationship, no marriage. I can stick to that, but I'm trying to widen this out. I'm telling you where we're going. We're in a bad shape. We in bad shape. In bad shape. This dude is an elected official. Governor, if I'm not mistaken, of the great state of Pennsylvania. Or is he a senator? I think he's a senator. Hold on for a second. Yeah, he's a senator. This ninja been on the job two months and checked his shit in the world. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Yo, you know what? Might as well just say everybody got depression now. Why don't we just go on to say everybody got it? I hate I, I hate that I'm making fun of this, but this shit getting out of control. This this is legitimately getting out of control. And first of all, what, dude, did you just discover? When did you discover you had depression? Like when did you discover it? Like when you were running, stumbling, all of your words talking about eagles, and they're gonna turn into eagles. Where's that clip? Let me see. Let me let me see something. Where's the clip of him talking about eagles? And they're gonna be the Eagles. Hold on for a second. Let me let me get this food. Let me get this food. Y'all need some shit to do for real. Hold on for a second. Let me get this food. Let me get this food. Y'all elected this. Y'all voted this shit in. I told y'all y'all gonna vote in some stupid shit. Yeah, here we go. I don't trust people, man. Y'all voted this dude in and then was defending him, knowing he damn near half dead walking. Hold on for. Hold on, hold on. You know he was a walking half dead stiff. <laughs> now he didn't check this out. I can't do the job. Hold on, this dude right here, this this the guy. He look. Hold on for a second. I'm about I'm about to really get y'all. And listen, I know y'all like you're just standing up for the Republicans. No, this ain't have nothing to do with no Republicans. Look at this dude. I'm gonna find. Hold on for a second. I'm gonna find a better photo of him. 
before I get to the Eagles. All right, hold on. I think I found a photo of my boy. I, I, I found a photo of him, right? Let me see. Where is it at? I think it is right here. I did find a photo of him. I did find a photo of him. And then we'll listen to the sound bite. I don't know if I can do it on the same time. Th is this the photo of him? Mm. This the photo of the guy right here? For real. And then there was like, he had a stroke. Don't call, don't talk about him. Bro, that's, that's the guy right here. Like, what the fuck? He got clinical depression. Ninja, if you don't get give up the seat, just give up the job, bro. Give it up. You two weeks on the job, bro. Come on, man. Two months. Y'all be working two months. All right, hold on for a second. They be working two whole ass months and then want to quit the job. <laughs> I can't, you can't make this shit up. You got a bunch of lazy ass people here. Here it is. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. No. <sighs> who, who voted for this, bro? Y'all voted for this here. Y'all said this better. Who was the other dude? Dr. Oz was the other guy. Dr. Oz sitting back like, I lost to this shit right here. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. <sighs> The Democratic fish fry must have been good as hell when he ran. That fish fry in them catfish nuggets must have been good as hell. And I don't want to hear no shit about, oh, well, he has. No, nah, I'm not falling for it no more. I'm not going for it. Not everybody. Now, there has to be something up. Everybody going to be on this bandwagon. Everybody on the bandwagon. Oh, well, I'm check myself. How you clinic you, bruh? <laughs> like. Who, who, what is going on with this shit? Does anybody have a damn mentally balanced record? Is anybody else mentally stable yet? These people. <laughs> he checked himself in. Okay. I hope he doesn't check out. Man, this is this. I'm tired of people, man. I'm really tired of people. I'm tired of y'all. You know what's happening is. <laughs> I don't even know what to say, man. What are we doing, man? This is just oh, the humanity. Nobody wants to work anymore. Nobody wants to do their job. Soon as the going get tough, the tough get going. Y'all be like, oh, it's getting tough. <laughs> I need somebody to talk to. And I know for sure if you're clinically depressed, you got to be on medication. You know, he on medication. Let me let me check in. Let me check in. It, was there any earlier indications that he could possibly like because you didn't get you didn't figure it out now? Oh, they just tested me. Was there any indications that my boy was clinically depressed? Let me let me see. And the Eagles are so much better than the Eagles. Yeah, that that might do it right there. I might have known right there that something might have been wrong with him. Yeah. I, I think that was the early indicator, but nobody wanted to pay attention. 
He needs a puppy. He needs a puppy. Get him a therapy puppy and a coloring book. Get him in a safe space in a, a, a darkened room. You know what I mean? Oh, the, room, the lights, the flashing lights, lights, lights. Man, people are gone, man. Look, man, I, I mean, he says, MK Ultra, I'll be happy to take over the world. Please let me win. You could not live with your own failure. Where did that bring you? Back to me. I'll take it from here. Mr. Cochellini is here. I am ready. Everybody, let's go, man. Nobody wants to work. Ugh, I'm tired of it. All right, now, let's get this one here. Nice try, cutie. I don't know why I put cutie up here, but she's a flatback. So here's what happened. Strong and independent flatback. This is what happens. I actually had a conversation today before I show you this clip. And, um... We're not just talking about women. It's basically people in general. And I said, it must suck. Every day you wake up, like every day you wake up, and your mind is playing tricks on you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like even older men have this. Older men have older men have this issue. Like you know, like you're 45 and you talked about all the touchdowns you 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 scored at Polk High. And you know what I mean? You think you can get on the court and put 40 on them right now. You know what I mean? You could be like, I'll give them the hezzy with the shake and the Tim Hardaway killer cross. Bring it over back to this side and you your head be bobbling. You be like an and one doll. I'll be doing this and I'll be pulling and yak and yank and hezzy and shot fake, stutter step, jump fake, uh, uh, spin back. You think you're going to do all that shit? But in reality, you can't do any of that. Your whole body, tongue out, your whole body would seize up. You would rupture your Achilles. You would tear a MCL, LCL, and your ACL. You would uh, you would uh, snap your uh, quadricep, your tricep, and your bicep, and your pectoral will be gone. Your back will be in a brace. It'll be a rapsky if you tried that shit. Yeah, you have a broken hip. You have a face plant. You have all kind of problems if you went out there thinking it was 25 years ago and you was going to hit it with the shimmy, shimmy, shimmy. Whoop, crossover, pull. Cross cross in front. Shot fit. Yeah, gone. <laughs> and here's the thing. I look at that and that's no different from women, right? So ladies... They have the same mindset. They wake up like me and you and they wake up in the world like me and you. And they're like, they see the, they see the world like we see it. So we are like, there's a sofa. Let's get it out of the way. Only that many times they see the world and they see the problem. They see the solution, but they just can't execute it. Mm. Like, that's a weird place to be. I don't know any place like that. Because when shit happens, I either can be like, I'll move it. I, it might take me some time, but I think I can still move it. I think, let me think. Okay, uh, I got it. I, I got the leverage. I'll lift and I'll move. You know what I mean? Like when things happen, you can just be like, I can do it. All right. They wake up and they see the problem. They see the solution but there's nothing they can do about it. That has to be a weird place to be. It's kind of like a baby. You know what I mean? Like you're a baby. 
Baby knows what it wants, just can't say what it wants, and it can't get the solution. It's a weird place to be. I have to say, man, that would suck if you go all your life, you know the solution, you have an idea, you're like, I'm intelligent, but you just can't move the shit around. You can't, you can't, you can't, you can't park the car. You can't parallel park the car. <laughs> you know what I mean? That sucks. You go your whole life and you're just not capable of doing that. It's just like, damn. You know, I don't have that. Men don't have that. You know what I mean? Like we see a problem, we create the solution and a couple of guys sit around scratching, you know, their head and all right, uh, here we go, guys. We can possibly do this. They don't have that. They can get five people together, look at the light bulb and be like, damn, are you scared of heights? Are you scared of heights? Are you scared of spiders, snakes? Oh, I guess we can't do it. We'll wait for guys to come. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they can't do it. You know what I mean? Like, damn, ladies, like, I feel for you. I feel for you. You know what I mean? So here's the situation here. They always be like, you know, they'll come to it like, I'm going to show you. There's somebody here right now, coach, you're wrong. I'll show you I can do it. And they'll find the one woman that can do it and like, see, she can do it. And so then they get hyped up. Captain Marvel can do it. Wonder Woman can do it. She-Hulk can do it. All right, so I can do it. So here's what happens here. Okay, they get into Captain Marvel and they're, here we go right here. Here's the clip. There's a flat back and she flat all the way around. And <laughs> she says, when your husband says, wait for him to get home, but you want to show him that you are strong and independent and almost knock yourself out instead. So as you can see, she has a problem here. She has a industrial strength dolly. I mean, the one with the, where you tie the, the straps around, not a regular dolly. She got the industrial dolly and all she she's already effed up here. You can already see she's messed up. But she's got a good husband and she's being a good wife. And she went to yoga class and she's feeling strong. She went to kickboxing. She's like, I'm feeling strong. All right, let's play it and see what happens. Oh, she a real flat back. She a authentic. I mean, she's got, she's really flat back. All right, here we go. This is almost flat back supreme. All right, here we go. Here we go right here. Okay, I can do it. Here we go. Oh, my good. Look at that back. Look at that back. That might be the perfect flat back. I mean, I don't even know how she can deliver babies with this body, but she'll do it. She'll squeeze them out. I mean, look at that angulation here. I mean, everything is almost isosceles and all of that. Right angles, 98 degrees here and there. All right, let's play it. What, what happens? She can, you already see she messed up. You already know she's about to mess up. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Damn. Honey, I can do it. Girls can do it. She should have left it alone. She might have smashed her foot, too. Oh, man, this is just. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like being like eight years old your entire life, physically. Physically an eight-year-old. <laughs> you just be like, but did you be like, I should be able to do this. I'm, gonna, I'm a grown adult. I should be able to do it. Because I'm like 29, I'm 26, I'm like, I see my, you know, I mean, because as a short guy, as a short guy, I understand. I don't realize how short I am until I like walk by a reflective mirror or a glass. <laughs> right. I think I'm like, I think I'm like, you know what I mean? I think I'm like six foot nine in my head. I'm six, nine. 
So I'll be walking down the street. I'll be walking around the street like I got an S on my chest. <laughs> See, I walk around like I got an S on my chest. Yeah. I'll be like, what? <laughs> walking out. <laughs> I'll be like this. You know what I mean? I'd be like waiting for people to salute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Hoover. Yeah, man. I'd be like, what? Yeah, I'll be, I, I wonder why people ain't bowing down to me when I'm walking down the street. Head up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd be like, what? So in my head, I think I'm like six, six twelve. Then I walk by a glass next to somebody who's six four, and I'll be like, "Wow, that's quite the difference." <laughs> that's quite the difference. I I didn't realize that. Didn't realize I was looking up that high to you. Wow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but I I don't realize it if there's no mirrors. I don't realize it. I realize I'm like, I can take on anybody. Run up and get done up. You know what I mean? I'll beat your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll whoop your ass around here. You know, that's what happens to guys. But here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Women like that every day. It don't matter. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just physically just ain't going to ever be there. But they got the solution. They're like, I just need you guys to move it. I just need you guys to move. This is what I want you to do. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway. Oh, man. Nice try, ladies. You know what I mean? Like, wait for us to get home. You don't have to try to prove you're strong and independent. I know you're bony. You're a flatback. Just do what? Just do flatback teens. Do flatback teens. Damn. All right. Yeah, man. Shout out to the coach gang on that one. Somebody says never let height bother you. Yeah, dude. It's never been a problem to me. It's always been a problem for everybody else. Like I said, I think I'm like 6'12". In my mind, I am. And you can't prove me wrong. <laughs> like you can't prove me wrong. I'm like, what? You know what? I used to walk in the weight room and everybody's like, all right. And they see me put one weight plate on, two weight plates on it. Like he ain't going to do that. Warming up. Two and a quarter, right? Who think I'm lying? Now, it's been a while, but I used to warm up with two and a quarter. I was like, you can't tell me shit. Mm. All the dudes looking at me like, wow, right? This guy, this guy, what's wrong with him? Where did he start gobbling steroids? Him steroids, him on steroids. Everybody, after I get done warming up, are you on steroids? <laughs> yes, I am. You couldn't tell me shit, bro. I'm telling you, man. I was that dude my whole life. Like, even the OG, the big dudes, even the big dudes had to just be like, that's just CGA. Like, that one dude, the one dude, the one husky dude, man, man, kick his ass. He got a big-ass mouth. He think he tough around here. And the OG that knew me, the, the one dude, big steroid-looking dude, he'd be like, man, I'm going to bust his ass. All right? And then the big dude, OG that knew me, they'd be like, that's just CGA. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about him. He, <laughs> he cool. He cool. He, he think he's 6'12", but 
Don't don't kick he ass. Don't kick he ass. <laughs> got that old man strength. Not strength. I got that old man strength. They like he cool. He ain't gonna do nothing. He ain't gonna hurt nobody. He he good. <laughs> In his head, he think he's six twelve. All right. So anyway, don't kick he ass. What do we got? We got OnlyFans delusional. OnlyFans delusional. Let's get into this right here. How many do I got here? Oh, we got two more. And uh, this is allegedly a only. I don't even know, man. <laughs> I don't even know if this is a real. You can't even tell if these are real tweets anymore. But the bar bar barbarian is at the gate. All right. Here we got this one alleged OnlyFans artist. And she says here, and I quote, I don't think I'm going to meet my future husband until I quit OnlyFans, honestly. He says, because it's so hard to find guys that are okay with it. And the ones that are, I'm not interested in, LOL, it sucks. I just want to be loved. Oh, my goodness, man. What is, again, again, they're like eighth graders in their head. Like, what? <laughs> what did you think? What, what did you think? I, men told you if, listen, ladies, we got to go back to the old school. We got to go back to the old school. You cannot turn hoes into housewives. It's simple. I know you guys want to act like it's, that's not true. I know a bunch of whores that got married. <laughs> it's true. Men instinctively don't want to be with whores like that. And the reason why, you know, ladies, you want to know the reason why? <laughs> you want to know why? It's because whores cannot ensure that the DNA of the child is going to be theirs when you knock her up, if you do, that's the number one reason why men naturally will not be with skeezers. Paternity is always in question. And that is the main reason why a man would be with a woman is to have children with her. If I'm and I'm talking about seriously, she's talking about future husband. Paternity is always going to be in question, under question. Not only that, not only that, you might have a propensity to go back. From whence you came. You're a, you're a sex worker now. Now I got to put up with you out here fornicating. Well, it's my job. It's my job. You shouldn't be insecure that I slob on stuff all day and get ramrodded. For OnlyFans money. I I'm have a career, right? So I could focus on my career. This is crazy. Not only that, the number two says, number two, you're a representation of the man. Yes, and they're trying to erase that. Well, I'm not taking your last name. I have my own money, so I don't need your last name. You still represent me. You still represent my family. Your children represent me. Our children represent us. And they never going to get it. I don't know what it is that, I don't know what it is about the modern woman today. They just won't listen to men at all. And when we get to this article about why they're saying educated, successful black women cannot meet their match, they won't listen. They won't listen to red pill spaces. Now you guys are bitter, hurt. You guys are just, you're gay, homosexual. And we're telling you the real honest to God truth. Then you go out here, look like a moron. And we say, told you so. I don't think I'll, I'm going to meet my future husband until I quit OnlyFans. Honestly, uh, seriously, uh, you think? Because it's so hard to find a guy that's okay with it. You think? I had this 20-year-old junior college girl that had enough sense to even come to that conclusion. She was like, well, my OnlyFans is trying to pop, but I can't have a boyfriend, you know, because guys aren't into being with Of course they're not. 
But you know who he is? Daddy is. Daddy's okay with it. Him, daddy. And you know who else is? Joe Biden's okay with it. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. <laughs> and then she says, and the and the ones that I'm interested, the ones that are cool with it, you're not interested in. Go figure. The Sims. The Sims that are paying for you. I'll be your husband. And she's like, no, no, no. You're a John. Just be a John. These people are delusional. And then at the end, a person that has chose sex work as a profession says, I just want to be loved. I'm sorry to tell you, you bowed out gracefully from that option. Mm. <laughs> I mean, when you signed up, you signed up for not love. I'm sorry. That's just how it works. But twisting it and making it act like it's not the way is not going to be the way. Man, that is actually crazy, man. What a world we live in. Do we live in upside down world? We live in opposite world now. Let me get to some super chats and we're going to get into the last couple of eight. Hey, what happened to my troll? What happened to my show over there? New, 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 new world order. They got me on the Notorious channel. Am I still? Oh, I see. I'm still going. All right. They got, I'm all the way back on the Undertaker music over there. All right. So what do we got here? We got the U.S. Army retired. It would be great if the new CEO could could get your channel monetized. Yeah, I need to talk to my Indian guys over there. Now that we saw what the outgoing CEO looks like, false alligator. Okay. Maybe I can talk to my Indian brother. Indian brothers over there. I have a lot of Indian brother. You think you can talk to the new CEO? I think he very good. I think he very good. My new Indian brother over there. It is almost like he might be in favor of. No, nah, anyway, what are we doing? All right, anyway. Anyway, I guess I failed that one. Dude, I tell you, man, I had it and I don't have it no more. I almost had it. I was going to get monetized until I did that. All right, anyway. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, anyway, look. Yeah, Susan quit her yob. All right, where are we at? Susan, shout out to you. I, I think she's still on the yob. I mean, I don't know. My my accents are running together now. All right, we got Justin O says prayers up for Bruce Willis. He's been diagnosed with dementia. Oh, oh the humanity. Oh, the humanity. He said he was my hero when I was growing up in the early 2000s. Bruce Willis has dementia. That's not good. Dementia is not good. Oh, she got fired? Or are we going, she got fired? That could be possible. So we got, um, dementia is not good because, yeah, man, it goes, you get, you, you wear off really good. You wear off really, dementia is a bad one. I wonder where he is on his dementia. That's interesting. I wonder if it's really bad, if it's regret, because you start off and they're like, ah, you know, he can't remember a thing or two. But, Dementia is not good. All right, man. Prayers up for Bruce Willis. We got dual Ingrams. Dual Ingrams? Dual Ingrams. Shout out to you, says LOL. Rational Rationality says CGI just benched a 315-pound Mastodon. Okay. She used and used and she used six plates too. Six plates. All right. Shout out to you. Wow. You know, you can handle the big girls. When you out there pushing weight, the big girls love it too. We got uh, 
Nazarick says, please clip that eagle sound bite. We're going to do it if they don't give me a copyright. They're going to be like, you can't do this. He has he has depression. <laughs> All right. Let's just say this right now. I mean, look, I'm really taking depression seriously. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Anybody here have depression? Press one if you have depression. Because I don't. I'm just letting y'all know. I mean, I've been down and out. I've been homeless. And I still thought I was the man. I still was walking around like I had an S on my chest. We got some depression people in here. How does it feel? Like, what are you going through? I don't know. <laughs> Anybody have it? What that mean? Everybody good? We got a couple people that have it. Like, what goes through your head? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Anybody? Everybody go depression. Everybody got depression out here. Anybody? We got. Uh oh, we got a woman in here. She got it. Of course, she got it. Ladies, like, what's going on in y'all head? Is is it like? Uh, I'm not making fun of people. People are gonna think I'm making fun of you. It's a dark place. You dark. It's dark. Did you get like a belly ache or something too? That was lack of sunlight. It feels like lack of sunlight. Okay. Um, man, somebody says horny. You feel horny? Okay. All right. We are all depressed from the inflation. That's true, too. There's voices in your head. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. They talk to me. Y'all be hitting that. I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. They understand. They talk to me. I have anxiety too, actually. I be anxious as hell. I literally be having like, like, look, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a moment. We're gonna have our this is all therapy. We don't lie here. I be anxious as hell every day. <laughs> like every day I wake up like on a mission. And until my mission is completion, I can't relax. Is that anxiety? No. That's not. I'll be like, I need to go get it. I wake up and I'll be listening to like Ace Hood. I'll be listening to Ace Hood. I'll be like, they'd be like, hustle, hustle, hustle. Hard. <laughs> hustle, 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 hard. Is that, oh, that's called motivation? Okay, maybe. I thought that was anxiety. They'd be like, ride around in that rocket, 50 mil in my pocket. I'm like, be going like, I wake up pensive as a motherfucker. I'll be waking up like, Let it, let's go. And people are like, hey, how's, how's it going, Greg? I'll be like, mush. <laughs> I'd be like mushing people like it's like 12 o'clock. They'd be like, hey, how's your day going? Mush. Like I ain't talking. I'm not talking. I ain't got no time for nobody. Mush. <laughs> I'll be running over stiff arming people like I got somewhere to go. Get out of my way. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, is that anxiety or stress? What the hell is that? Like, I'll be like, man, that, I, to, to me, that would be anxiety because people around me, they'd be like scared as hell. They'd be like, what is in what's got into this dude? This dude's possessed. 
Like I'm possessed. Like if I have shit on my schedule, I'm possessed. Like I'll be like, I ain't got no time for no talking. No, 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 no. You, whatever your problems are, I ain't got no time for that shit. <laughs> like for real. All right. Like, is that like, what is that? Is that anxiety? I need some weed. <laughs> I don't think I'll get the d- job done. Dude, I be game face. I'm game face. When I'm on my shit, women be like, hey, can we cuddle for five more minutes? I'd be like, get out, bitch. <laughs> I'm like, don't touch me. She's like, oh my God, what is wrong with you? The alarm went off. I'm up. I'm not trying to mess around. Is that is that like anxiety? People would be like, hey, slow down a little bit. Relax and enjoy life. What? I'm sorry. What? Get out of my way. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, they be depressed dealing with me, man. I ain't got no time to be stopping. They be like, slow down. The money, the money never sleeps. I'm like, yes, it does. If I don't get it today. <laughs> All right, I need a little bit, and maybe I need some of those gummies. Maybe I need some, uh, what are them gummy bears when they drop them in the uh, alcohol? Maybe I need some edibles. <laughs> I don't need any of that. So maybe that's, is that is that like anxiety or no? Would that be anxiety or is that just hustle, hustle hard? Anyway, we got rusted junk. He says, to the pro-blacks in Pennsylvania, give yourself a big fat L for voting in Fetterman. You actually accomplished in failing not just the country, but the universe played a troll song. They did because they that was a big seat. Somebody said some people can't handle anxiety. He said that ain't anxiety. That's just being the man on a mission. No, nah, man, I can't slow down. I don't for some reason I'd be like Tupac. Tupac be like, we gotta cut two albums tomorrow. It was like chill. Tupac, hey, Tupac was like, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Cut the album. They put on the beat, and the beat didn't even have no hook on it. It didn't have no pattern on it. He was like, I don't care about the background. Just put a song on. He came in. He got his lyrics out. Tupac was like, put that beat on. It was like, oh, good. I can rap on that. Uh, I got some lyrics for that. Let's go. (laughs) Like All his songs sounded like whack as hell. He was like, I don't care what the beat sound like. Mm Mm-hmm. Bury me a G. Yeah. Thug life, thug life. He on a mission. Like, put the shit on. Y'all can do the production afterwards when I'm gone. He's like, what? Drop the beat. I don't give a shit what it sound like. We rapping on it. That's how I wake up. I always tell people with content creator, I'm like, just make the content. Yeah, but what about this? And what kind of mic do I need? Ninja. Press the record button and start making content. What the, are you talking about? Well, I don't have the right lights and I don't have the right mic and I don't have a script and I don't have a thumbnail and I don't have an editor. Press the record button. Let's go. <laughs> y'all be thinking too much. Thinking too much and y'all thinking don't start. This is a blue chip mindset episode. Procrastination nation. Y'all be for real, man. People be sitting there, well, I have to have the right environment and the right lighting and the right mood and the right moment and the right weed and the right kratom and the right woman and the right man, please come with me. Hail Mary. He don't give a damn. He's like, you can put the bells and the whistles and the chick singing in the background. Soon as I'm gone, press record. I got some lyrics. That's how I'm doing. That's how I wake up in the morning. I was like, I can fix that shit in editing. Let's go. (laughs) Listen to it, man. 
All right, look, man, enough messing around. <laughs> we got to get after it, man. Get after life. All right, what do we got here? Newski, he says, the OnlyFans star, Sarah Blake Cheek. Is that her name? Sarah Blake Cheek? Her son, wait a minute. Sarah Blake Cheek. <laughs> that does sound like an OnlyFans. It says right here, suspended from school because mom does OnlyFans. It's a crazy story in Florida. I don't want to Google her because my computer is actually very pure over here. The only thing I have over here is flatbacks on Pinterest. All right. That's probably about the only thing I got on here. But I don't want to ruin my computer history over here. Let me see if I can. Sarah Blake Cheek. Uh, she, oh, she's been leaked to Tom Brady, huh? Oh, I might ruin my Instagram. Oh, I see it. Okay, there is a son. Son suspended after mom's OnlyFans. Wait a minute. Why is he suspended? Seven-year-old. Why is the seven-year-old suspended? Oh, she looked like a mud shark. Anyway. I mean, I hit, but she ain't my type. <laughs> she ain't my type. She a little too... But here, this is a new world, man. This is the new world we're in. This is the new world we're in, all right? And uh, these young boys going to have to go to school with their mama being hookers. I mean, all in public, hookers. I mean, I don't know, man. Oh, it's a Christian school. Let me see. Is it a public school indoctrination camp? Let me see if it's a public school. She's not my type. I'm not going to flash her on here. It says right here, she uh, had a briefly homeschooled her seven-year-old describing him being humiliated. Let me see. The businesswoman has been outspoken. The businesswoman. Okay, let me see here. Oh, there was another woman that got there. She was a PTA mom, and she got she got her son kicked out of school. All right, man, these women got no scruples. Oh, no, there was a public school. Public school. She filed a lawsuit, Orange County Public School. Orange County, so we talking about Orlando. Very Orlando thing to do. There's a lot of flatbacks out there in Orlando. And you know where they come from. See, here's the thing about Florida women. <laughs> Look, I know I'm about to ruin, ruin Florida now. There's certain places that I probably can't step in. But let me tell you about women from Florida. Let me tell you, let me tell you about women from Florida. Should I say this? I don't know, man. This might, this might ruin it because we got a lot of people from Florida here. <laughs> so I say, here we go. All right, I'm going in. Or I'm going in on Orlando. Oh, we in downtown Florida now? Okay, yeah. <sighs> the thing about Florida, Florida women, is that for some reason they look like they they have the Kaylee look. They kind of have the, you know, because the sun's out. You know what I mean? The sun and fun. They can get their tan on. And they have the, you know what I mean? They got the Kaylee look from Southern California. But they like extremely like, like trailer park trash. Like it's like, it's like they have the Kaylee suburban thing going. But you can tell they grew up like, they grew up like, you know what I mean? <laughs> He grew up like in a trailer park, eating pork rinds and 
sunflower seeds for lunch and dinner. Mountain Dew all the time. Like they knees have scabs and scars. Like they knees are dirty. They feet be dirty underneath. But they kind of like, you can kind of see it. They're kind of upscale. But then you look and you be like, but you look like your mother smoked meth. You know what I mean? You kind of look like. Like they kind of skinny, but they too bony. Like it was like they grew up just impoverished in the trailer park just a little. Anyway, they like a bootleg Kaylee. <laughs> That's what it is. Like they grew up kind of like off the beaten path in the back, but they had just enough blonde, just enough Kaylee look, just enough sculpted jaw, just enough skinny to get on the boat to get on somebody's boat but they be getting on a boat woohoo and they're like the classy they're like the less than classy version of a southern california kaylee like they're <laughs> like they're they're like a, they're like a kaylee from california but from west virginia like you could tell like their teeth ain't quite right like they was drinking moonshine at 13 back walking through weeds with a dude that was 14 and he used to have chew and he used to sp split chew out on the sidewalk like and they had the country corner store Tampa style it's like she's just slightly unrefined but you can get fooled you know what I mean like I, I, I'm gonna see if I can explain this <laughs> You can get, it's a swamp version of Kaylee. Hold on for a second. Let me see. Who, who was the girl that I looked up? Like they're just unrefined. Like they're just, just, hold on. Let me, let me, let me get it up here. <laughs> alternative Kaylee. Yeah. They're like alternative Kaylee. Like, hold on for a second. Crystal Methany. Yeah. Like it's just, she just. Just a almost Kaylee, like you can see it. You're like, oh, there's a Kaylee. But if you look closely, I'm going to try to take the kid off of the screen here because we don't talk about children here. But if you look closely, you know. This is great value, Kaylee. It's just like. It's like Luther Vandross is curled. It didn't curl all the way. She didn't get the whole, you can see the bruises. She probably got stab wounds. She got, she got stitches in her side. You know what I mean? She had like a, she had like a ATV accident riding on the back of her uncle's lawnmower. Like, you know, she like got the battle scars of the trailer park, but she found the peroxide in the dye and she just, <laughs> she just qualified. She just got over and was like, okay, you can do it. And she moved to Tampa and she has the boating life, but she kind of just, she curses like a sailor and you're caught off guard. Like, yo, you got a potty mouth. Anyway, Hank Hill's niece. Yeah. You like, <laughs> she's like, I'm a country girl deep down inside. And you're looking like, really? You look like a sorority girl. I ain't no sorority girl. I grew up in Orange County, Florida. <laughs> you're like, oh, I see. Oh, okay. All right. Back there, you grew up, yes. Mm. You grew up there, I see. 
All right, so now, yeah, Pensacola Kaylee. Pensacola Kaylee. So, all right. Anyway, shout out to them. Shout out to all the... That's what I wanted to say. That was the nicest way I could say it. And this is a short show today. Did I get any super chats? Shout out to Jewel C. I appreciate you from here. Rational Rationality dated a psych MD. He says once that took head meds herself, this is always the case. This is quite the case. Yes. Infamous New York City says I'm the same way. Grew up a bit poor, but no more. And I ain't going back, so I'm always on the grind, LOL, so I know the feeling. Yes, everybody knows the feeling. Like, anytime I think somebody's going to get me to the point where I have to give up the passion to be successful, if you will, I always, I'm like, no, I ain't going back to homeless. I'm just letting you know. I ain't going back to living in my car. So if this is going to cost me, (laughs) if this is going to somehow prevent me from progressing and stop, and I could possibly be living in my car, I'm going to shed you like the uh, a snake shed skin. I'm like, I don't want it. <laughs> right? Push that shit to the side. I'm not going backwards. And they'd be like, well, we have to stop and have a kumbaya. Not I. I'm not. <laughs> I got to keep going, man. I'm not going back to my car. I ain't going back. Not over no bullshit. I'm not. Not over no shit that that's not. What do we got here? Macaroni Tony says, dude, the damn dog had me crying earlier. He says, all I could think about is when you used to have that dog joke saying, rup, rup. all right, anyway, we got El Santo paying my tuition. Indeed. Thank you, brother. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Let me check Cash App and then we'll get back to the show. Somebody says, I feel you, coach, living in my car. I won't. I'm not going back. Listen. I made a, a I made a pact. I made a pact. Some of you guys don't realize I was, you know, I, I don't kind of want to talk about the story, but I have a video about 10 years ago. I went through a tough time, setback, uh, much of it my fault, but then it, you know, it was what it was. I told myself then I will never let anybody, not one person set me back. Not one. Never going back. Like the reason why I went back was because I was like other people. You know, I was in a marriage and I was like other people, people telling me what to do, what not to do. Oh, you shouldn't do this. Oh, you shouldn't start. You shouldn't move. You shouldn't do this. And I said, I will never let anybody be the reason why I go backwards. Not one person. Now, if I go backwards on my own accord, that's my problem. And I can just sit back in myself and say I effed up. But I ain't ever letting anybody. And I mean, anybody Anybody, I'm not letting one person on this God-giving green earth make me go backwards for whatever they're going through is your shit. I ain't going back. (laughs) There's no way. I'm not stopping. I'd be like, you better catch the hell up. That's why I always tell people, catch up. This train's leaving. I'm not stopping. Get on the train or get off. I don't give a damn. I'm not going back. So this is how I get up. I'm like, look, it's going to be my fault next time I go. If I ever go homeless, it's going to be my fault. It's not because I was like, oh, shit, I should have did. Oh, okay, okay. I had to consider the family. I kind of consider my mom. Not even not even my mom's. I'm not going back. Right? So that's how I get up. Not no woman. Not no dude. Not no kids. 
I'm not going back for nobody. <laughs> okay. At all. So look, they'd be like, what about love? No. If a chick's up in here and she's like, well, I'm just going through a tough time. Can you help me? Nope. Bye. Nope. Get out. What about my ex? Hell no. Nobody's sending me back. You either on the train or off. I, I tell everybody this train is leaving the station. And I told people that when I kind of knew I was getting momentum being self-employed before my business got shut down for COVID. Nobody's setting me back. Nobody's getting in my way. If you're in my way, I'm going to bulldoze you. You can be like, oh, can you stop? Slow down. Boom. Stiff arm. Bye. Get out of my way. I don't really care about what anybody else is going through at all. And I know it's cold. It's cold. It's a cold way to live, but I live the opposite way. I live the opposite way where I was caring and trying to fix this and here and put the fire out over here and care about people's feelings and see these people and consider their advice. And, and where did it lead me? Now, when I was out there sitting in my car, they was out there quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. Nobody was offering the help. They was just watching me uh, drown. They didn't throw me a damn life raft, a damn. They didn't throw me a lifesaver or nothing. They sat there quiet as a mother sucker. And I said, at that point, I ain't ever letting anybody stop me from what I'm doing. I was like, never again. <laughs> okay, never again. So when you see me going hard, right, you see me going hard and you see me like, damn, Coach Cole. At that point, when I was sleeping in my car, listening to the rain, rain on my roof, holding a pocket knife just in case somebody busted up in my car. Watching movies on iPads, I said that day I will never come back here. <laughs> Soon as I get out of here, ain't ever coming back. And so when you under try to understand who I am, that's who I am. You understand what I'm talking about? That's who I am. That's why I do what I do. You're like, damn, coaches, he be getting after it. <laughs> he just don't care. Why is he so cold? Because I remember taking shot. I remember y'all want to hear some shit. I want to hear the story. I remember I would wake up. This is the real. I would wake up in my car. I would get up. I had a routine. I would get up. I would get my second row seat because that's how I slept. I pushed the second row seat down and I had a sleeping bag. All right. I would get up in the morning. Get dressed. You know, get dressed enough to go to the next destinations because I had to stop at the public storage. I would go to the public storage. Because their gate opened up at six. And I can get into the restroom, brush my teeth, wash my face in the public storage restroom. Then I would go train people because I was doing my training business in the gym at the time had a shower in the restroom. I would sometimes go straight to the gym, brush my teeth right there. Brush my teeth, take a shower, train my clients, take a shower, take a break, drive, had nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Maybe go get some rice, go in my back. I have, I have my food in the back. I would go to the gas station. There was this one gas station in Costa Mesa, uh, Santa Ana. I would warm my food up in their microwave. I would walk in there and I would look at the dude, Habibi. Habibi would be looking at me. I was like, can I use your microwave? He was like, go ahead. Warm my rice and chicken up. Eat that shit. Be back out there trying to go train people. Networking, marketing. I was in a network group living in my car. It wasn't jasmine rice. It was regular rice. I would go to the Asian store. I would go to a Chinese restaurant. That's how I got my rice. Okay. That was what I was able to afford. 
All right, I'm trying to just stack money. I'm just trying to stack, stack, stack. Right? I was like, look, I can do this at this age because I was in my mid-30s. But now I'm in my mid-40s. I ain't not going back to that. And then what would happen was I had nowhere to go. So I would be doing things on my computer, going places where I could get free Wi-Fi. And then if I wasn't, I didn't have a lot of training clients. I would work out, do my workout, take a shower at the 24-hour fitness. Then it was late at night, drive back to my parking spot, get set, ready for bed. And then I would be going, I would be going, I'm going to do this. I'm planning that. I was on a mission. I was like, I got to get out of this situation. I got to stack. I got to do this. Every now and then I would go get a motel. All right. Cause people were like, you, you were stacking money, but I'm stacking money to save so I can get out of the position. But um, if I had a good week, I would get a motel at the end of the weekend because the weekend I didn't have clients. So I did this for six months and I would go get, I would go get the motel, stay in the motel for two days. And on Sunday it was checkout time. Back on the streets. Back in the streets. So I was like, shit, look, look. Ain't nobody ever sending me back there. <laughs> I ain't never going back to that. Not for no relationship. Not for no kids. Not for no mamas. Not for no family. Not for no broads. Not for no ninjas. Not for nobody. Ain't ever going back to that. So if you stop me from doing what I'm doing, you just going to have to figure your shit out. You're going to have to figure your shit out because it ain't going to be me. I'm going for what I need to do because I'm not going back for that because something's going wrong with you. You know what I mean? Like you can't figure it out. I'm giving you the re most of the time I'm giving you the recipe to do it. Right. I'm helping you try to figure it out. But if you're rebelling against me and you're trying to I can figure it out and then you then want my help. I'm out. Mm. <laughs> I'm out, bros. It's my time. It's my life. Remember the song that I remember the song that was a trigger song for me when I heard it. It was um, I always want to say Elton John, but it was not Elton John. It was Billy Joel. Billy Joel. I had a bunch of trigger songs, but I used to listen to that song, Billy Joel. And it's it is my life. Dun, 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 dun. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. It wasn't Uptown Girl. It was my life. I think it was Billy Joel. So I'm listening to that. You get kicked up before, with before, it is my life. Dun, 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 dun. I used to be listening to that shit on replay. Go ahead with your own life. Leave me alone. That was me. <laughs> right. I think it was Billy Joel. Listen to the song. I was listening to that stuff and can't nobody break my stride. Can't nobody hold. I think it was uh it wasn't the puffy version, it was the original version. I got to keep on moving. Can't nobody break my stride. That was another song that I would listen to. I had a whole playlist of songs like this. Nobody breaking my stride. <laughs> I got to keep on moving. Like, I would be listening to songs like that. Not the Diddy version. It was the other dude's version. All right. And then another song that I used to get me was uh, Rick Ross, Blowing Money Fast. For some reason, I used to hear that shit. Right? So.
So anyway, that's how you get motivated, man. Anyway, look, let me see who the break my stride. I think his name is uh breaking breaking my stride. What's his name? I could probably find it on my computer pretty fast here. Break my stride. Hold up for a second. Why can't I find it? Oh, it's Matthew Wilder. Yeah, there you go. Matthew Wilder. That's the song. Matthew Wilder. So I had a list. That was my list. That was like my motivation list. And then Billy Joel, It's My Life. Rick Ross, Blowing Money Fast, BMF. So anyway, where are we at? My man Marcus, CGA, damn you the truth. Hold the line. Indeed. Thank you, brother. Hold the line. What do we got here? Craig says, wealth sleeps, rich naps, hustlers keep going. And when you're in the hustling mood, you cannot slow down. I know, man. I know. I had to really just change the way things are done. And I said, you know what? I realized nobody gives a F about me. <laughs> so they will let you drown. People will let you go homeless. They will let you drown. They will talk shit behind your back. I found that out real fast. People that were supporters and and you will find out that people that want to help you can't help you. Right. They want to help you. But then even they are not in the best condition. And I was like. These are people that got jobs. You know what I mean? Like these are people that you thought were making it. And then when it came down to it, they couldn't help you. And I was like. I'll never I'll be, I'm never I'm going to be self-sufficient from the rest of my life. Never, never again. Never again. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't want them to help me. I, that's one of the things I did. I said, I didn't want those people to help me. Right? They got their own thing. They got their own life. I'm not going to come interfere with that. So, no, I'm not going to couch surf. You know, why didn't you just couch surf? Couch surf, I would have just got complacent. Couch surfing makes you complacent. Have you ever heard a person say, oh, can I sleep in your couch for a month? How long do they be on there? For a whole year. They be on there for a whole fuck. The whole freaking year. They don't get off the couch. They'll be like, well, it's comfy here. I'll deal with this. So I never wanted to be complacent. I wanted to be in that situation where like, I'm going to be a millionaire. And I'm in living in my car. That was in my mindset. I'm going to be a millionaire. Not only a, mil a millionaire, a multi-millionaire. That was what I was thinking the whole time. And I was like, I'm going to do it. Period. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I would have been on that couch. I still would have been on that couch. So anyway, you get too comfortable. I don't want comfort. I was like, this isn't the time for comfort. So anyway. Uh, anyway, anyway. Couch surfers be up there taking over. They wear out their welcome, essentially. All right. Um, what do we got here? Age of Machines. I'm going to talk about that later, about Jane Fonda going on a date with Richard Lugner. Why? According to her. He paid her lots of money. Wow. Uncle Earl is right. Not even at 85 will they get it. I got money. <laughs> All right, let me get back to the show. Enough about that. This is going to be another indicator here. Oh, Ace Hood, Hustle Hard was another one. That was my alarm clock, so I ended up hating that song. Never, like, never, set, a song, never let, set your alarm to a song you like. So I did set my alarm to Ace Hood. And it would be the piano doing the hustle hard. And of course, it's a song you don't want to hear waking up in the middle of. The, so I end up hating hustle hard. 
But that was another song that was on my playlist. Same old shit, just a different day. Gotta go get it each and every way. <laughs> Mama needs a car. Brother needs some shoes. Yeah, man. Hustle, hustle, hustle hard. Yeah, that was my anthem. That was my anthem. Every day I was just focused. Hustle, hustle, hustle hard. Shout out to Ace Hood. Like, that was my mindset. So if people want to figure me out, you're like, why is this dude? That was me. And everything else I could give a F about. That's how I, that's where I'm at in my life. Now, maybe once I'm about 65, I'll start giving an F. <laughs> but right now, I know nobody give an F. So they ain't giving an F about me. So guess what? I don't give an F, man. I'm, I'm going forward, not behind. Anyway, let's go in here. We got a uh, woman is still not happy after a divorce. But listen to this. All right, y'all ready for this? Here we go. Y'all ready for this? Another song was that Drake, I started from the bottom. Yeah, started from the bottom. Another one. That was another one on the list. When you grinding it out, started from the bottom. Oh, my Lord. Somebody says, any struggle pictures? I got the videos. Where are we at? Uh, let me see here. Where are we at here? Let's go ahead and present it. Maybe we'll do a show on that because a lot of people come to my show and y'all think I've been balling out and making it the entire time. All right. This ninja been down bad. All right. Uh, let me see here. This is a woman. I want you to check this out. This is from Kevin Carhees Instagram page. And here we go right here. This is a woman. I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this. This woman got divorced and she thought she was going to do what? Mar the guy was going to be worth more divorced than married. But listen to it. Let me play the whole clip. I'm divorced. I thought I'd be happier. Except. The judge set the child support amount. At $326 a month. $326 a month for two kids for child support is what he has to pay me. Let's put this in perspective. We're going to play the entire clip. You might It might be hard to hear. This is a Florida Kaylee for sure. This is definitely a Florida version of Kaylee. Crystal Methany. All right, so, <laughs> okay. She was married. She got divorced. And she thought she was going to do what? Drop his ass off at the pay window and collect that check. And she thought she would be happy because she started off right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> and they do. Do I know women who do this? They like, oh, I'll just get a divorce. I'll take him to court. Take him, pat his pockets down. I'll get $8,000 a month in child support, $85,000 in, in alimony a month. And they think they're going to win. And guess what happens? All right. Gotcha, bitch. Then they end up walking out of court, three hundred and twenty something dollars a month. Yep, they <laughs> they end up getting got, and they blew up their entire family because the original motive was they were gonna get the money. They were gonna get the money. They were like, I don't have to listen to him no more. I'm gonna just divorce him, and I know how much money he has. He has five incomes. He has eight businesses. He got this and that. He he works. He's aggressive. He gonna do that. I'm gonna go get that child support. 
Yep, he got a Lambo. He got a Lambo over here. He got a Porsche 911. He got to be balling out. He got to be having income, income tax with his whole income documented. And she went and patted his pockets down. And he said, he said, gotcha, bitch. Yep. And now what did she say? I thought I was going to be happier, but guess what? She divorced and I'm not happy. <laughs> Why are you not happy? Why are you not happy? Because you didn't get the money you thought you was going to get by blowing up your marriage. You thought you was going to be out here living on, living on easy street off his dime. And he outsmarted you. Yes, he did. Yes, indeed. Gotcha, bitch. So now, now she's still singing the sad song right here. I'm not happy. <laughs> she didn't say, and I want you to listen closely. She didn't say I'm unhappy because my kids are sad. They don't get to see their mother and their father. She didn't say I'm unhappy because, damn, I cheated on him and he was a good man. She didn't say, oh, I got divorced and I'm not happy because... You know what I mean? Our family doesn't do get to do family things no more. We have three different Christmases, four Thanksgivings. She didn't say that. She said, I'm unhappy because that child support did not come in as I wanted. Gotcha, bitch. Got her. This is how do a lot of women are divorcing because they're trying to get the money. You're worth more divorced than you are married. And when they don't get the money, what did I tell you? They'll take you to court, get a judgment, and they'll still be mad at you. You guys don't understand. They're going to get the judgment. They drag you, and the judgment's going to be way off of what they're thinking. In their mind, they go to sleep, and they're angry at you, and they're like, I'm going to get his ass. And in their mind, they'd be like, I'm going to get $8,000 a month in child support. I'm going to get 5,000 in alimony and I'm going to get it for the rest of my life. They be calculating some pie in the sky shit. And then when they go to court, the reality hit and it's like 280, 400, 800. But in our mind, you're a millionaire. Why am I only getting $800? Well, <laughs> but they'll ruin you. They'll ruin your kids and they'll be out here asleep, deprived, mad, angry at you. For real, they do this to themselves. And I want you to listen to how she's processing it, not thinking about her kids, not thinking about her, not thinking about her family, not thinking about any goddamn body. And look, she probably has 50-50 custody. That's why she got 300. And then she's going to say, next thing I'm going to do is take the custody away from him. And she'll be filing for full custody every year until them kids, till them kids turn 18. Trying to get what? An extra $300. I told you these people will blow up your family for less than $6,000 a year. They'll tear your family apart. Dude, she could have asked for $6,000 because look, if the guy makes 70 grand, he could cut $6,000 to her and tell her to get walking and she could be cooperative. He could send her on vacations, but no, she had to drag him to court. And then she got played like a fool. Yo, this is why you don't trust these people. She's not, she blew her family up. And this is why she's not happy because look at her, look at her, look at these divorcees, man. Divorcees are the most miserable people on the earth, on planet earth. Yep. And they wanted the control and guys, she going to fight this dude tooth and nail for this $316. She going to drag him. If he don't pay it, she's going to be like, you didn't pay your $300. Mm. 
she gonna drag she gonna make his life a living hell for this 300 bucks janky beach you know what i mean you bitch yeah bitch. and this is how she look this is how she look every day she wake up looking like this with the head meds kicking in every day she wakes up this is her life mm. <laughs> this is her life let's play the whole clip wait i thought i'd be happier Except the judge set the child support amount at $326 a month. $326 a month for two kids for child support is what he has to pay me. $326 a month. Now she said what she has to pay me. Uh, sorry, yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. That's the kids' money. He's not paying you. He's paying the cricket ass child support system, who gets their cut and gets their double up, and then he's paying the kids' child support. Yo, janky ass is just a collector. What you mean, pay you? That's the kids' money. And look at this. Look at her, bro. Look at her. I love it. I love making women look like this. I love slapping them in the face with this. Here's the thing. Why don't she give the kids, the, the, the father to the kids? You bitch. She won't do it. That's exactly why. Dude, I love this. I love this. I hope every woman walks out of child support looking like this. <laughs> Because he's not working. Yeah, because he's not working. Yeah, him not working. Him, him, him not. Him said him not working. Him said him not gonna have a job. Look at her boy. Because he chooses not to. And he chooses not to work. What are you choosing to do? What are you choosing to do, man? You're choosing to drag him for three hundred dollars. Think of how miserable your life is. All right, here we go. I was able to cross-examine him, which was fun, and. I asked him how many hours a week he spends working. So this woman took the case so far as to put him on the stand and she cross-examined her ex-husband slash baby daddy. You can't tell tell me you're a loser without telling me you're a loser. <laughs> she cross-examined. <laughs> Dude, they be taking you too far, man. They be taking you too far. This is what deem. Yeah, this is some demon possessed shit. And she got exactly what she deserves. All right, here we go. Or trying to sell houses because technically he still has a real estate license. So technically he's still a realtor. No, she's not a lawyer. She represented herself. So here's what she's saying. She took it that far as a self, as a um, pro se, self-representative to put her ex-husband on the stand. And now he's a real estate agent. Obviously, what he did was he said, I ain't going to sell no houses. OK, I don't sell no houses. I It's been hard. The economy's bad. He said 15 hours a week, approximately, <laughs> is how many hours he works per week. How many hours a work a week do you work? How many? <laughs> Ma'am, how many hours a week do you work? I love this. Look at this scrunched up face. I want all baby mama terrorists to look just like this. Right? 
after you get drugged and after you waste your life away trying to get back at your ex-husband. I hope you end up just looking like this, right? Man, grown, able-bodied man with transportation and no child care to worry about. Whoa, 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 whoa. She said a grown, able-bodied man that doesn't have a job. So she's job shaming him because he's having a tough economic time. My question is, what are you? Here's my question. What are you? You a grown, able-bodied, fully, equally, equal rights woman. You can work. You can go get a job. We equal. But see, look, guys, soon as it comes to family court, they not equal no more. Nope, I was a stay-at-home mom, and I raised these kids, and I can't find work, and I haven't worked for five years. All of a sudden, they can't work. All of a sudden, the equality goes right out the window, and they start calling you able-bodied. I thought it went both ways, ma'am. Ladies, that goes both ways. That goes both ways. She's able-bodied and strong. Ma'am, go get a job. But no, all of a sudden, they start turning into traditional housewives in the courtroom. And then they're dissing you because you don't have a job. Well, ma'am, you don't have a job either. It looks like your job is trying to get money from your ex-husband. That's not a good job because it's obviously ain't qualified. You ain't qualified for that. Says he works 15 hours a week, which I think is kind of a high estimate. I'd put it more at like zero hours a week. <laughs> job $326 a month for two kids. Here's the question. Why aren't the kids then with the father and you go get a job? Why don't you put the kids with the father? That's never crosses their mind. No, we can't do that. Man, I tell you, man, Subway hiring, Walmart hiring, Target hiring, OnlyFans hiring. Bitch, get your feet out. Get your feet out. All right, shout out to her. Dude, these people are crazy. It's 2023, and she got so much hate in her heart. What do I always tell you? They hate the father more than they love the kids. Pretty evident. They hate the father more than they love the kids. They don't love their kids. Their kids are part the father, but they're trying to ruin the father so bad that they can't even love their kids. They can't even focus on their kids, that they're so busy focused on what you doing, pocket watching your ass, right? Examining you, cross-examining you, filing cases. Yeah, bitch. Hey. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Blew up your family for $3,600 a year. They'll do it. They'll do it. Shout out to her. Congratulations for her. Anyway, uh, we got a great article here, featured article, and it's about why educated and successful black women cannot meet their match. Let's go to the article here. And, um, you know, this is some miserable stuff, man. I, I'm wishing one day, I, I, this would be the hope of mine, honestly. Women would wake up and kind of get their heads out of their asses because the direction they're going Read my book, The Evolution. It is not going to end well. We already know they're cash-strapped. It's tight economically. You have inflation. You have uh, high rates of divorce. and They're mentally unhealthy. That's what they want us to think about. But then when I call them mentally unstable, they, think, uh, they, they, they call it hate. I'm like, you're the one telling me you're mentally unstable. All right, what do you want me to do? Not only that, they have college debt. They're not making equal pay. They're actually complicating it. 
And of course, the microcosm, the group that you can study on how fast you can plummet as a race of people is the black race. Okay. The women in the black race. Cause they won't listen. Men are not caring about this college education, these salaries and these incomes and these little government or pseudo welfare jobs that you're thumping your chest about. I know you're proud about it and you think you're making strides as a woman or feminism and all of that stuff, but men aren't caring about these things and it actually makes you less likely to get selected. In fact, they're saying after age 30, you have a 50-50 chance of having a kid, meaning you have a 50-50 chance of ever even getting locked down and having a kid, okay? Now, I'm going to read some of this article here, and we're going to see if they actually have a come-to-Jesus mo moment and say Kevin Samuels was right. Am I going to hold my breath? Am I going to hold my breath? This article, this article should reference Kevin Samuels at least 50, 11 times. <laughs> Like, that would be them going, you know what? We effed up. We shouldn't hear any excuses. There shouldn't be any excuses. We should be going, Kevin Samuels was right. Kevin Samuels said, quote, Kevin Samuels was told us it should say that. All this whole article should say that. But is it going to say it? Nope. Probably not. And I want you to notice the word they're using here. Meeting their match. So what they're asking for is another college-educated black man that has a job equal to them. I hope you caught that in the article. They're not talking about meeting a man. They're saying meeting their match, which is a man who was educated, college-educated, has a job, a welfare job or a desk job or a white-collar job. We're not even going to go through that. White-collar jobs. That's what they're asking for. Not a blue-collar guy. Not a guy that works at the plant or the factory. Not a guy who built himself up and he has a plumbing business. Not a guy that, no, they want a college educated, Tupac with a degree, dreadlock having as a corporate America uh, senior vice president. That's what they're looking for. That's tall, wears a suit, handsome, and that's only faithful to her, an educated thug. That's what they're looking for. Equally yoked, power couple. And this is why they're going to be what? The least, look, let's put up the statistics. Okay, let's let's put up the statistics of this particular group. They just don't get it, but it, it's not my problem. It's not my fault. And I hate to be, look, this article was written specifically for black women, so we have to talk about them. I normally don't talk about people like that, but let's take, let's take a look at some statistics really quick. First of all, there's two, there's way more black women than there are black men. Just to start off, you're at a disadvantage because population-wise, there's more women than there are men. We went through this earlier. Then as you age up, you're, the, the advantage favors the guy. He's highly more selected. And, and if he's more successful, it's just going to be hard just on the numbers here. right? As the age goes up, there's more black women than there's less black men. Then when you take crime and institutional racism and drugs and gangbanging and stealing chicken, I mean, it's... Then you take the home, you take the reading rainbow community out of this, bruh. You got slim pickings right off the rip. Now let's go into the education part. Slim pickings, all right. Attended college. 59% of black women attend college. And I want to say off the top of my head, I don't have the black statistics. I for the men, I could probably pull it up here, but it's not going to be 59%. It's probably 43%. Maybe, maybe even lower than that. That attend college. 
So again, again, when you look at it, if she's saying I want to meet my match, attending college black men that are six feet tall, that have dreadnoughts, that looks like that can rap like Tupac, can roll a blunt and go to work in the morning, it's going to be, you're already messed up. Then you have bachelor's degrees. 24% of black women have bachelor's degree. I'm pretty sure it's lower for black men just thinking. All right. And then when you go to, for some reason, it doesn't have it for the men. Uh, They do have it for the men. Oh, there is the men right here. So black women have been more successful than black men. <laughs> in closing the education gap when it comes to the college degree, about 24% of black women have a bachelor's degree or higher compared to 33%. Of all women, black men have a uh, 19%, 19% bachelor's degree. Oh, there it is right there. So 24% of black women have bachelor's degree, 19% of black men. Is that right? 19% of black men. So you already, you already stuck right there. Your pickings are already been slimmed out just on the equally matched. Remember, they asked for a match, not a man. Black women and associate degrees are slightly higher. Let's go to employment just so you guys can see. 72% of black women are in the workforce. Uh, 92% of the labor force who are employed, um, 92%. 24% under poverty level. All right, uh, work full-time year-round, 16 and up, 35%. I don't know what that means. Let's go down here. Here we go, right here. Look at this. This is the one you want to pay attention to right here, Okay. This right here is going to tell you occupation type. When it comes to occupation type, and I'm hoping they have the black male statistic for this. I'm going to have to pull it up. White collar, 64%. See that? Blue collar, 8. Service occupation, 28. So what they're asking for, remember, they're not saying a man. They want a black man with a degree which is already slim pickings, in their age group, which they have a disadvantage statistically. There's more of them than it is. And then also a man that is white collar, a black man that's in a white collar industry. I'm willing to bet, I'm willing to bet, I'm just going to put this out here, that for the white collar for black men is probably half that number. Mm. Half the number. I'm just going to just, as a guess, I, I, I'm not sure, as a guess, there's probably half this number, and this blue-collar number probably looks like 40, <laughs> right? It's probably like blue-collar 40, uh, white-collar 26, 30. Then service occupation 10, 5, whatever the remainder is. It's probably flipped. With that being said, she's already at a disadvantage finding a match. This story should be ironing this shit out. It should be calling out these numbers. Then, last point, last point, black men are willing to date outside of their race. Not only that, they're now willing to take their ass out of the country. Black women are not. This article should be referencing that black women can't, black men that are in service and blue collar can date outside of their race. Black women do not. So what is that? You're, you're, you're screwed on the... You got, you're done. Doomsday out here. Doomsday. <laughs> what? This article should reference all that. But let's go through the article real quick. Really quickly, I should say. 
just on the it doesn't take a genius to figure it out. The numbers just aren't there. And there's no pie in the sky solution to figure it out. Now the whole white media got to get y'all what? And look at this face right here. This the face. This the face of somebody that figured out. They know they're going the wrong way. They just want to acknowledge that they screwed up. So they got to find somebody else to blame. And it's all Jermaine Foe. It's always Jermaine Foe. Okay. It says right here, bias and stereotypes lead to college black uh, college-educated black women facing greater challenges in the dating market place. Bias and stereotypes. So we already know where this article is going. Black women are amongst the highest educated female demographic in America. They're already misleading you. They also hold the highest amount of college debt. They, al they also hold the highest amount of college debt. Okay? I mean, come on. Why, why did they leave that part out? That part. Also, you see this chart? I dug this up. Look at look at across the board how they're performing. They're the most divorced. We already know that. They're not looking at the rest of the women, but we know that they're the least married, most divorced. Look at the discrepancy. So divorce, they're higher than what we'd be the cohort of all women. They're beating white women in divorce. Yes, statistically. The never married category is higher. The single mother category would be higher per ratio, racially, not racially, but the per capita is higher in the demographic, not the amount of numbers, not the numerical amount, but per capita, higher single mother rate, currently married, lower than the all women, lower significantly, separated, higher, widowed, lower. You see what I'm saying? And whose fault is this shit? And it's all Jermaine Foe. It's always Jermaine Foe. I'm sure this article's gonna iron this out, right? Sure, the article's gonna iron it out, right? Nope. Students and experts told insiders that predominantly white college campuses don't create a fair playing ground for black women when dating. And it's all Jermaine Foe. It's always Jermaine Foe. <laughs> and they winning. Right? The hoes are winning, right? A viral TikTok of white female college graduates showcasing their engagement ring while waiting to receive their degree sparked a controversy online about the pressures of young women at Southern colleges and universities to get engaged before graduation. Shout out to TCU and SMU. The phenomenon has many names, but is perhaps, perhaps most commonly trademarked as ring by spring. White women got to marry up quickly, especially in those Southern states. There's a motive to marry up or obtaining your MRS degree, which Kevin Samuels has popularized in this space, but it was already in the lexicon. While the terms can have a negative connotation, implying that a young woman main young woman's main intention is attending college to find a partner, which was how they did. It sheds light on the very real experience of young white women finding their life partner on campus. It is comparable. It isn't comparable to the experience of college-educated black women who are 53% likely to, less likely, likely to marry a well, 53% less likely to marry a well-educated man with at least some post-secondary education than their white counterparts. Mm. Woo, wait, they already digging a hole. Quote for black women attending college, we're really striving to level the playing field or become economically stable which they're failing at. 
Okay, listen. It's overwhelmingly. We showed you the data. Our goal is to secure a career. See, they got it all out of order, man. I mean, listen. If they're trying to be what the white women are doing, the white women seem to be going spring, ring by spring. Marry up now. Get my MRS degree. Now, not all of them are doing it, but it seems to be. But they're going, no, we're going for the career first. So I could focus on my career. Guys, you can't help them. And it says right here, and in turn, secure our families. You're doing it as backwards, but that's what it is. And this is the Associate Assistant Director at Howard University Center for Women, Gender, and Global Leadership. Where's the men's gender and global leadership group? Quote, securing a spouse isn't the ultimate agenda for us. Mm. Well, what you complaining about? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> I feel bad for you brothers that be dealing with sisters like this. They literally be like, well, they they mark they mark their territory, they iron out their goal, they say what they're gonna do, and then when they get the result that they actually chose, they get mad. She says that doesn't mean we're not interested in it, but it isn't the reason we are choosing to further our education at this institution. Well, guess what? Nope. Mm. Boy, man, I feel bad, boy. They are literally like the most stubbornest mules out here. You cannot you cannot bring them, they will not move. They will not budge. The, the marriage squeeze, whether dating to marry or focusing on dating at all is a priority for black women in college. Uncontrollable factors. Uh-oh. Like mm. systematic racism. Here we go. Hold on. Uncontrollable factors like systematic racism. Preference. Mm. Preference is... Preference is an uncontrollable factor. <laughs> and stigma in a society influenced by Western beauty standards play into the experience of singlehood amongst black female college students. This, this article is unbelievable. According to the book, The Dating Divide, Race and Desire, in the era of online romance, young black women like most everyone else, want to marry someone who, who's similarly educated. Similarly educated. There you go. I already showed you the data. You're not going to marry someone similarly educated. Like you, not all of you, not all of you, you have slim pickings. Throw in, throw in interracial dating and that messes you up right there from the rip. All right. And they're always going to say that's systematic or they were going to say that's beauty standards. But in a society where black women are among the highest educated female demographic, they have that underlined. Oh, there's a link in America in terms of post-secondary education. And only 36% of black males complete a bachelor's degree within six years. The dating pool dramatically decreases for college black women seeking an equal on campus. Wowzers. Wow. Oh, there's some more chicken bock. This is from Jennifer Lundquist. She's a professor of sociology, if you will. New, 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 new world order. She says we have an economic system that creates real inequality, in particularly for black men. And I agree with that. I agree with that. Although I'm not going to get behind all kind of institutional racism conversations. Yes, the economics is quite different. It is. It is. And says she says, and so you have a situation known as the marriage squeeze where black women tend to be more highly educated than black men because of the different ways in which 
a racist society impacts men versus women. Man. Okay. I mean, I, I get what they're saying there. Look, there's, there's a conversation to be had there. I think it's mostly excuses, but there's 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 some validity in that. Okay, but continuing on, issues like a higher mortality rate among black men, both for health. Now we got the mortality rate coming in, both for health reasons, but also systematic violence, including police brutality, affects the gender proportion in the black community. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. See, 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 see. They're not acknowledging gang culture. <laughs> you know, they're not going to acknowledge it. They're already leading off with excuses. They talked about police brutality. Statistically, it's low. We're talking about low. It happens, but it's almost on par. If not, white people get killed more than black men but but ratio wise right but 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 per capita wise yes it's a problem you're picking off more black men or more more groups of the black men yeah so it doesn't matter if more whites die you're per capita you're picking off a, a greater percentage of the overall group but what about gang culture what about chicago what about baltimore what about ninja shooting each other in new york what about los angeles that's not in there we're talking about systematic violence, but it's police brutality. I, I <laughs> it's crazy, man. I get it. Yeah, there's more black men dying than than than, than there needs to be, and that's going to throw the numbers off. But they're saying health reasons. No, what about bullet reasons? What about street reasons? What about dope reasons? What about that? No, that's not in here. Okay, I don't. I can't. This article is in bad faith. Bad faith going forward. They're talking about uh, black men can't afford to pay the money. Okay. A hostile dating environment. Here we go. While black women have the lowest rate of dating across race lines. Yeah, so they don't they don't date across racial lines. They just start, they just try to sleep, stick with black men. And before we go on to this, I, I got a big, the, the question begs, why don't black women interracially date? My question, why don't black women interracially date? Almost everybody is in the group. There's some people interracially dating. But I think for the most part, when it comes to black women, they will exclusively say, no, that's not an option. My question is why? No, no, no. Why? Oh, no one else wants them. I think it's bigger than that. Ah, there we go. Some people are saying it. I think, I think it's bigger. People are saying nobody wants them. They don't qualify. They can't. I think it's, let me see if somebody says it. it it's something like that, but I, I think it's this. Let me see here. Chad and Brad not dealing with the culture. Nobody, nobody wants them too masculine. They don't want to compete. Okay, they can't. Oh, there we go. I got see Now, somebody might, somebody might have already said that. Prince Zachariah is what it is. I think it's this. They can't control non-black men, right? They can't control them. They can't shame them. You know what I mean? If a white dude don't want to do that, they, she can't say, yo, mama black, right? She can't do that. I think it's about control. If a white man do her dirty, she can't drag his ass to court for child support and have your broke ass in there looking stupid. White man going to have an attorney with her, with him, and it's a rapsky for her. 
right? The whole the whole thing doesn't work. You can't file our domestic violence on your ass, right? It just doesn't work the same. I think it's the control that they have over black men, black men, the perceived control that she can always browbeat him and brag, you ain't got no degree, and I'm the highly educated. She can't do that over to Brad and and even Hector and Jose. If Jose's educated, she can be like, Jose's like, chick, are you serious? The plantation politics don't work the same. I think it's the control element, and they know they lose that control. This is why when you see people doing these things, where they call it, um, they used to call it um, swirling. Ultimately, the woman say, I'm going to go get me a white man. She gets her a white man, and she's in her feminine. She's not bossing the white guy around. She's in her feminine. She's smiling. All right. She's she's staying jipper. She's happy. She can't play that bullshit. But then, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what it is. So they tend to know that that's not going to happen. So they stay with the black man. Oh, I want me a black man. I don't think it has anything to do with attraction. Not as much as it has to do with control. This is just my opinion. You know, it's not that they're like, I'm just want me a black man. I don't find any other men attractive. That that cannot be. That cannot be. We're human beings. That that cannot be. It can be for some. I just, you know, the preferences cannot be that strong. Hostile dating environment. While black women had the lowest rates across uh, dating across racial lines, predominantly white institutions. Oh, is that the PWI? Don't necessarily create an inviting environment for those who are open to pursuing love outside their race. What do they have to do with it? Quote, those, oh, sorry, these are black women in an institution that is increasingly hostile towards people of color, particularly black women, said Celeste Currington, an associate professor of sociology. New, 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 new at BU, she's co-author here. Black women often don't feel comfortable or welcome in what uh, is the pervasive romantic scene, which is the hookup scene. The partying, the drinking, and the fraternizing or the fraternities. Those are often white men's territory on campus. Boy, these got some victims, man. These some professional-ass victims. They got some professional-ass victims, boy. Look, here's the thing. I often tell people, this is a joke that I tell. I often say, stop competing with white women. But oftentimes, it is white women who they try to mimic and vice versa. Women tend to mimic women in general well black women tend to do this and underplay it well they'll put blonde hair on blonde wig blonde braids color eyes and they'll start maybe particularly trying to dress like a white girl and, and they'll try to do these things and i'm like you don't want to be like them in the competitive landscape for higher tier men because you're going to lose you're, you're going to lose out so in fact they're saying it's racism but you're going to lose out but they're but black women aren't the only ones that lose out in this competition when you're trying to mimic the what people perceive as the higher beauty standard. The reality is even white women lose out. White women lose out, and they'll lose out over a matter of 10 pounds. That's the difference. So you got 60% of the available women are white, but then there's still a structure. There's still a the, – the Brad can come in and say, this is my preference, and you have to fit. If you don't fit, you're out. There's no there's no shaming Brad for not selecting a high tier woman of whatever race. The woman's got to fit. If she doesn't fit, she outski. So why compete 
when you're competing with a group of people that that can basically mimic each other so closely, but the margin of victory is so slim, right? Like you you're you're barking up the wrong tree. Okay. And Brad statistically has all the women available to him. <laughs> Brad walks out in America, and we have to be honest, he has all the women. When he walks outside, all the women are available to him of every race, of every kind. He walks outside with his degree. All the women are available to you. Black men don't have that. We have a portion of the women. You're on the wrong side of town. Some women aren't available to you. It's what it is. <laughs> but Brad walks outside. He literally be like, and then he can say, this height, this weight, this hair color, this eye color. He did. The dude can pick, the dude can pick it how he wants it if he's successful. He can call it how he wants it. So you're automatically out if you don't fit into that mold. All right, so anyway, we're going to not go into this too much, but I see it's a lot of bullshit. Longstanding images and stereotypes assigned to black women femininity. Here we go here. They play up these stereotypes that devalue it as something that is deviant and undesirable. They're doing this to themselves also play a role in why black women are uh, being approached less on capital. They're literally doing this to themselves. Okay. When a person critiques them and they say, oh, you're kind of loud. <laughs> Can you bring it down? Or they might say this twerking thing. It's not so spiritual as you're saying it. Calm it down. Uh, playing the, playing the Sapphire and the app is not working for you. Right. We tell them, people tell them, and they still call it a stereotype and racism. But then when they tell you what this characteristic is, that it's not so cute. You think it's cute, but you're like, you're like a clown. Then they want to be mad at you and call it a stereotype. But they'll play into it when it's convenient for them. Right? Not all women are doing this. But I'm saying too many of them are doing it. And now they're not taking the hint. They're not getting the hint. Okay. Here we go. We're here. Let me see here. And uh, let me see what else bullshit here. Let me go on down here, here. Okay. I was not used to being overlooked instead of being celebrated. Okay. Um, they're waiting for people to, one more thing. And I'm going to end it on this one. What, what, what this is basically probably hinting at is a lot of women wait around for the shit to come to them. All right. Older women do this. Uh, him, he ain't going to text me. I ain't going to do nothing. Uh, ladies, I... I can talk. I, I can be talking to a group of women of all ages. You know who's first to text me? Who's not playing that? He better text me first. White and Latina women and younger women. They're quick to text. They're quick to check in. They're quick to say hello. They're quick to say good morning. They're quick to say how you're doing. They're not being him, him better. Thank me. Him better. Him better. So they're like, we're overlooked and nobody's pursuing. A, no, dude, you're doing this to yourself. It's a sad thing, and they haven't taken one ounce of accountability in this article. You know what we should do a better job of is we got this primary white institution put black women in competition with non-black women and black women from wealthy backgrounds to find a partner. Dude, they are really paralysis by analysis. While Grayson didn't date outside her race during her time in her undergrad, she felt the landscape of the predominantly white institution. You guys need to drop this shit. This is 2023. This predominantly white institution, guys, in this historically black. 
I know people in the South don't understand me, but when you're on the West Coast, this shit means nothing. There's no historically black universities past Colorado going West. They're all predominantly white institutions, all of them. <laughs> Every single one of them. There's no black universities. So if you're on the West Coast, none of this shit applies. Talking about this and the landscape at this, it doesn't, it doesn't apply. It doesn't even fly. Once you go northeast past Connecticut, this doesn't even apply. This is only shit that matters in Washington, D.C. and somewhere between what I call MAG, Mississippi, Alabama, and Georgia. Uh, everywhere else in the country, none of this shit matters. <laughs> Talking about. I, I'm, I'm actually looking at this, uh, looking at this, and it's sad. Because the sad part of it is, is there's no indication of what we need to do better is and what we can do to better the situation. We can be more proactive. Let me tell you something. Kaylee, white women are aggressive getting after their men. The men they want, they go after them. Now, they don't go after them like, like just like, I want you, I want you. But they don't sit around and wait. They cannot. There's too many of them, and they look like clones. <laughs> they look like clones. Sitting around waiting would be to their detriment. And when they find a guy, when they find a guy, they latch onto him. Latch. They don't be like, well, him need to him need to say hi to me. Him need to prove it to me. Him need to have it. They don't. They don't, guys. I know people don't know this. I grew, in a, I grew up around them. When they find them one, they latch. They introduce him to father. They make sure they clean his ass up. They take him to Eddie Bauer and they take his ass to the Gap in Old Navy and they put him in the khakis and they they iron his polo shirt and they brush off his pants. They 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 take the beer can out of his hand. They put that old half coat on. You know what I mean? They put that polo jacket on with the sleeves cut off and they latch and they drag his ass around by the nose. They don't go in there. They go clean his ass up. <laughs> they be like, look, uh, Brad. Yep, they go to American Eagle, and they be like, look, we're going to the family. We're going to the brunch. We're going to meet dad. We're going to meet dad. We're going to drive out in the woods in the sticks. They clean his ass up. They don't be sitting around there. Oh, <laughs> clean him up. And I like, Brad, put down the beers. No more old nat. No, no more natty lights, Brad. And they put his ass a Coors Light. Drink this, Brad. Brad want to drink a natty light and eat beef jerky. And she puts a wine glass in his hand and she combs his hair over. And then he's standing there like a goofball. <laughs> they go to banana Republic and be like, put this sweater on. And Brad puts the sweater on. Yep. They take the Paps blue ribbon beer and slap it out his hand. Brad, we cannot drink the black Paps blue, blue ribbon. Get rid of the PBR here. Here's some sangria here. Here's a mimosa. <laughs> Put that polo vest on his ass and put some golf clubs in his ass. Go golfing with my dad. How's it going, Brad? Bruh. <laughs> White women ain't waiting around for to Brad to correct himself. They correct him. They correct him. And they latch. So this whole thing about we have to have the proper environment and ninjas this and we have to have this and we not that. They're competing. Why are they competing? Because this is what they look like. Look at this picture. Can you tell one from the other if you're standing across the room? 
can you tell one from the other standing across the room? You would not be able to. You would be like, I'll take any one of them. Shit, come on up. Come on down. Like, come on. Which one? The, the one in the middle. I don't care. They're all the same. Mm. <laughs> right? It's almost a win-win. It's a win-win. You can't go wrong. You'd be like, all right, the one on the left, second row to the back. All right, come on. You walk right down the aisle. Shit, dude, they all the same. So enough about this. Let me get to the super chats because I got to hop in the shower. All right. All right, what are we doing here? But I think what we have to do is we have to, I, I, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. Where are we at here? Let me get to uh, Agent Machines. I got him. Derek Choice says, so do the state know about this stack of money? Cue their private investigator music i don't have a stack well i had a stack but i lost my business marriage causes divorce hollywood he says make a movie out of cga's life it will be played by willow smith all right because she'll be a man by then shout out to marriage causes divorce get the ring get the kids and get out with the money all right and he also says 304s don't want relationships they want kids this is true relationships are just a part of it uh, original coach gang member tell me what passport Bro, tell me why Passport Bros exist without telling me why Passport Bros exist. Great video coach, living the free agent lifestyle, brothers, and do not get married. Passports up. Marriage causes divorce. She never loved him. She just wanted his money plus kids. And he also says, I dis disagree that they hate the father more than they love the kids. They're just obsessed with money. They love money more than they hate the father. Wow. Bob says, if you could go back in time, Will you go through surrogacy road or passport bros uh, road to visit your kid time to time in a foreign country? Let's just say this because, you know, I have kids and love them. So I'm not I, it's hard for me to erase that option. And then you would be like, well, you'd have to raise your kids. I wouldn't be willing to do that. Let's just say if I got my bag up and I was like, I want another kid. I would not marry abroad in America. I would do surrogacy and I would have some woman living somewhere in the jungle. <laughs> it would be passport bros up. And I would be knocking up. I would be knocking up so many women. <laughs> I would be knocking up women left and right over in wherever I'm doing it. I would be knocking them up. I will have, it would be a mess over there. It would be a catastrophe. They would have to throw my ass up out the country. Passport bro. I would be in South Asia, East Asia acting a fool. I'd be meeting with the president of China like, yo, I can solve your problem. Because mm. <laughs> they got a population problem. I'm like, here I am. I'm like this. Over in Southeast Asia. It would be a mess. They would actually, yeah, it would be some Genghis Khan shit. They would be like, this ninja out of control. Right, whole country walking around looking like the dude, uh, the eight, the, they looking like uh, uh Naomi Osaka. I'm like, one of y'all gonna play tennis. We got double A who we, <laughs> we got double A. Yeah, I would be out there like this. It'll be like this. As soon as I walk off the plane, I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm gonna be like. It's Chinese New Year this year. 
<laughs> Nihau, CGA is here. <laughs> All right, anyway. Where we at? Original coach gang member in the building. What we got going on? Anyway, shout out to original coach gang member. Yeah, it'll be starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. All right, he says, what about the fact that well-to-do black men have been asking for over 40 years to wear, yes, to wear your own hair, and black women will not do that? He says, why get a BW with Brazilian hair when you can get a Brazilian with her own hair? I think that has, has to be called into question. That's a definitely a different conversation. But black men have been trying to say this is what we want. And then they say they, they fight you about the standard where Kaylee rarely. I mean, there's a group of Kayleys that fight against the standard, but they already disqualify from Brad. So there's no chance. Brad is going to get somebody <laughs> like Brad is not never going to be without options. So the women that say, well, what about the beauty standards in their white? They automatically disqualified and they down there with you somewhere in somewhere in Pensacola, Florida or Jacksonville. Like they end up having to just be like, all right, I'll take this bummy black dude over here. They don't got no choice. But black women that are at the top are basically saying we don't have to mold to your standards. Black men take us as we are. That's that's a problem that they didn't mention that in there. Mm. Mont block bonk Mont bank. I don't know. Something look like Mont Blanc. Shout out to you. Double A. Mr. Allen says, he says, need you to run for president, right? Or send the asteroid. Indeed. Soldier for God says you can be an employee that chases women like jobs, or you can be an employee with women on your payroll, free agent lifestyle for life. And show me the black delegation. Oh boy. The black delegation definitely was salty about this article, or they're probably salty about, my interpretations of this article. They calling me all kind of Uncle Tom's. Look at them. They looking at me like, come on. This has nothing to do with it. You won't. You ain't acknowledge the institutional racism. You won't acknowledge that. What was the old thing where they do the, um, where they did the, uh, it was a, it was a said to be a real story, but it's fake. It's slipping my mind. But they were talking about how the plantation person separated the races and they were going to play the thing. What is it? Somebody, I hope you know what I'm talking about. But it's actually a mythical story, right? They want me to talk about that, not the conspiracy. You know what I'm talking about. It's like a, it's like a plantation story. It's not roots, but it was like this is, this is from the plantation owners. Uh, what is it called? I'll think about it in a minute. No, uh, no, not Mandingo, not the Jim Crow. Willie Lynch. I think it's the Willie Lynch letter. It's the Willie Lynch letter. So if you look up the Willie Lynch letter. It's them talking about how you separate the race and break up the family, right? So the Willie Lynch letter for a long time was thought to be true, but it was it was false. It's mythical. But it does make sense when you think about it. It was written way after. It wasn't written during the plantation time. It wasn't. An, they, they framed it as is, it, it was instructions on how to break down the black slaves. But what we learned was it was it was not. It was written far after it. All right, so anyway, shout out to Rusted Junk. He says, listen to The Touch by Stan Bush. Great song. All right. It makes sense, but it was written after the fact. It wasn't written. It wasn't written during the plantation. It was told as it was. All right. But it was more Margaret Sanger playing. All right, shout out to uh, Underdog. He says, salute to you, coach. Jones G, another fire stream. Thanks for all that you do, CGA. Thank you, brother. Han Solo, 
sends me the peace. Thank you, brother. Thank you, the peace sign. And Roots as well. Roots as well. But, of course, then there was some plagiarization in Roots, right, which you have to figure that out as well, right? Shout out to no government name. He says, um, he says, uh, Coach, are you disappointed in yourself because you said that you would be a millionaire, but you still ain't got no job? Yeah, he says no money or no property in your name. Shout out to the private investigators. I know, man. I, I'm still on a mission. I'm still on a mission. All right. I'm disappointed, though. Yes. Shout out to El Jefe CGA. I saw this young girl, probably 18, from a farm in the Philippines on TikTok last night on a live stream, and she was going crazy when people were donating like 200 bucks he says so you could go buy a new so she could go buy a new phone i heard some vietnamese women say uh to go get a poor girl from the farms and there's a lot of them see that's the thing man and the passport bros are kind of finding that and i don't understand the criticism beyond that because they're just exploring their options which there's no option according to what these women were asking for there were no options for them in that article educated white collar job equal to them make more money hype right they were already out of the marketplace here those women in that article literally said you aren't good enough so what are these guys supposed to do sit around waiting until they have three babies and three hundred thousand dollars in college debt or take your ass over somewhere else to a farm go do what you want to do man please Maryland guy, coach, I got to give it to you for getting out of the homeless situation. You ever see a homeless woman and he says, you don't see her for long. She gets scooped up off the streets. No one is going to give a flying elf about a homeless man. Not anyone. Yeah, I mean, right now, y'all ninjas will marry a homeless chick right now. Y'all be passing her up at 7-Eleven thinking about it. You be driving by like, ooh, would I? And you in a whole Mercedes S550, and you thinking about going back, spit, uh, bending corners to pick her up. That's how different it is between being a homeless man and a homeless woman. You'd be like, hmm, if I threw her in the shower real quick, <laughs> you would save her ass in 10 seconds. You'd be like, hmm, hmm, should I go pick her up? You live in a good life. You live, you, you pull up with your Kooji sweater. But I pick her up. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, and she got that AIDS on her lip. Jeremiah says, thanks for the trade shout out tonight. He says, it is funny. In many ways, start a plumber. He says, start a plumbing and sewer business and hire you a uh, some young bachelor degrees to manage it. Yes, that's typically what happens with degreed people. They're underqualified, but they're slightly overqualified, but they're going to need a job. I've always heard that Europe doesn't look down on blue-collar workers like most do here in America. Well, we're spoiled. And uh, our spoiled nature is contributing. It's going to contribute to the downfall of the relationships, right? But but it's somewhat, I can understand why people have these preferences, but there's not enough people to fit into these preferences. It's okay. Uh, it is what it is. Shout out to the Jimmy ZTT, ignoring the fact that BWs have made themselves overtly more complicated while middle-class black men have asked for simple cooperation can we just acknowledge the fact that the corporate version of ninjas with attitudes is as common as a four dollar bill this is true 
Pookie is not coming to save you, lady. Sorry. He says, wow, that's Jermaine sure does get around. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's yeah, fault. Yeah, um, there are some, do but look, again, it, we're uh, the, the women will find out they're sharing guys. They're going to ultimately share guys, um, especially if they restrict their options already up front. And they're very, very restrictive in who they date, which I get. And a lot of women are. But black women's, you know, black men make up of the available men. There's 12 out of 100. That's just on the face. That's not even considering what the person looks like, their education background and their thug mixed with a little bit of banker. It's just 12 out of 100 from the start. When it comes to men, if you just take the men population, it's 12 out of 100 just on rip, just off the rip. Now, start distinguishing they ass from uh, Tupac with a degree, the right height, the right muscles, Mandingo versus the damn, the, the damn, the, the, the mud of the, the, the run of the litter. I mean, man, yeah, the gays take out the gay black men, the down low black men, the men that's dating interracially, the men that are passport, the brokies, the dusties, the dirties, the ugly ninjas, the fat ninjas. The dudes that make over a certain amount of money, dude, they're down to one out of 100. And they don't realize it. The dudes that don't like weave, the dudes that don't like wigs and eyelashes. They are down to slim pickings and they don't realize it. They're 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 pigeonholing themselves. They're choosing this. The dudes that aren't Uncle Tom's, the dudes that don't talk white, the, the, the suburban black dudes, the goofy ninjas. Man, they down to one out of 100, and they're doing it to themselves. It's your fault. The dudes that are not in jail, I mean, the dudes that don't, I mean, wow. Yeah, man, they're, they're, down, to, they're down to slim pickings. But anyway, he says, let them eat cake. As our man Lion the MGTOW says, give them nothing or hold the line. Guys, there's no saving it. There's no saving it. They have to save themselves. All right. Ultimately, they're just going to be in a situation where they're either disappointed or sharing men. Just just yeah, the dudes with no STDs. Oh, man, this is yeah, the clock's ticking. It's bad news. Bad shape out here for a lot of people. But you can win out here, guys. You can be a free agent. You can be a passport broke. We support all of them. All the little red pill. You can do what you want out here. You got options. You don't have to kowtow to these people. You have options out here. All right. And if they want to be in the position where they end up, it's not your point to chase, save them. Shout out to Dr. Umar and Boyce Watkins who are on a mission to save these people. But shout out to them, brothers. Dr. Umar, I see you. Good luck with your mission. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out of here. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.